Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, we're back. This is John. It's Paul. And it's Eric. That is What If Geeks. And we are here to review the first three episodes of Obi-Wan Kenobi. Uh, because we're late, as always. So we'll, we'll just do three episodes. They're kind of quick anyway, so you know, it makes more sense for us to do it this way. We'll do these three, and then next week, I guess, we'll do the last three. Isn't that what we're up to now? Episode yeah, five. Yeah. There's there's today, one, right? yeah, there's only one more left to come out. Yeah, so next week, we'll do the last three. All right, so um, Eric, as always, you want to go through the details? Sure. So uh, this was originally going to be a feature film but uh because solo a star wars story didn't do great commercially um they scrapped it and it got basically reworked as a limited mini series which is six episodes so there's uh six episodes running somewhere from about 40 minutes to an hour a piece so we'll get about five hours of total screen time so basically the longest movie ever um <laughs> Uh, the official synopsis is that uh, this story begins 10 years after the dramatic events of Star Wars Revenge of the Sith, uh, where Kenobi faced his greatest defeat and the downfall, which was the downfall and corruption of his best friend and Jedi apprentice, Anakin Skywalker, who turned into evil Sith Lord Darth Vader. Um, this is directed by Deborah Chow, the whole thing. There's, they're not swapping. This one's done differently than the other uh, series we've seen so far. So one director... None of the names you're familiar with as far as, as producing or anything. It's all, so De Deborah Chow directed it. She was a director of uh, episode or chapter three and seven of The Mandalorian, but that's really it. Um, this one has like the world's longest list of producers, 19 fucking producers <laughs> for this show. <laughs> but yeah. I, some names I noticed I just thought were interesting. I, mean, I think Thomas Hayslip is the main producer who did uh, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, Terminator Salvation, a couple other things you've probably seen. Uh, but then there's like this big ass long list of executive producers, which includes Deborah Chow, who's also a director, Ewan McGregor, Kathleen Ken Kennedy, um, Michelle Rejwan, who did, who was the producer for Rise of Skywalker and the co-producer for Force Awakens. Um, Joby Harold, who's actually a writer, not even a producer. He's produced, I think co-produced like one thing. He's normally a writer. Um, <laughs> So I, I don't know. He's actually the he's the writer for that new Flash movie that's coming out next year. Um, yeah, if they drop yeah. that one, that yeah. guy. So anyway, I, I thought it was a little <laughs> odd, but I mean, I guess it is a bit of a nostalgia here, and it's kind of bringing together old Star Trek, oh, Star Trek, wow, old Star Wars, <laughs> old Star Wars, and and new Star Wars, right? Because this happens between uh, one, two, three, and and well, between three and four. Um, as far as the regular stars, you got Ewan McGregor here as Obi-Wan, of course, reprising his role. Everybody's happy for that, I'm sure. Um, Rupert Friend playing Grand Inquisitor. 
um, Sun Kang as fifth brother, Moses Ingram as Reva, who's who's almost in a way the main antagonist here, rather than Vader or the Inquisitor. Um, uh, and then there's a lot of reprisal roles, like Joel Joel Edgerton is back to be Owen Lars, who was in the in the uh, prequel series. Um, Bonnie Pease, Jimmy Smith is back as Bail Organa. Um, and then uh, Vivian Lyra Blair is the little girl who plays Leia. Uh, the only thing I know that she was in was Bird Box. She played the daughter in that in that uh, interesting movie. Um, and then you got uh, quite a few, uh, at least in the first three episodes, um, guest appearances, if you will. I mean, they're not really in it, in it, but uh, a little bit, you know. So as as uh, Paul already mentioned, uh, Flea is in this. He plays a bounty hunter that kid. Maybe I don't want to spoil anything. I won't say what he does, but <laughs> um, Kum, uh, comedian Kum, Kumail Nanjiani, um, he plays like a con artist, uh, fake Jedi guy in this. And then, uh, of course, James Earl Jones and Hayden Christensen are both back to do the Vader together. Yep. Uh, All right. Yeah, with that, um, and so thoughts going into this? Uh, I was looking forward to it. I was excited to see you and McGregor come back. Um, when they started talking about Hayden Christensen coming back, um, I did say for a while when we talked about this that I'd like to see him get a shot at redemption from the hell he took over episode two and three. As I said it was it, it had to be hard for him to uh, do that role. One, it's a, it's an iconic role that he had to perform in, you know, and then two. George Lucas was directing him, so I mean, it's kind of why half of those performances sucked. But, uh, <laughs> and you do tend to get that within this series. Like you, you can see much better performance, even though obviously you know it's he's Vader. He's not you know you don't really see him. So, uh, but still, overall, it, it's a nice little redemption story for him because uh, he's gotten a lot of love lately around the comic conventions. People were kind of like you know. They realized he wasn't the one to blame, so that he's kind of gotten like a almost a Brendan Fraser, uh, yeah, Brendan Fraser esque uh, re revival renaissance type of thing among the Comic Con circuits, where you know they all cheer for him again. So it's nice. Uh, yeah, so I was looking forward to it. I wanted to see what they were going to do. Uh, I was curious to see, you know, how boring this series would be of him just hanging out on Tatooine fighting sand people and well it's not that at all so that's cool <coughs> Paul yeah there's I was excited for this because there's it's different than than the book of Boba Fett where we have to explain how Boba Fett you know appears again and, and all that stuff we know from where we left off in the prequels to where we end up in uh, in first one like what happens to Ben Kenobi's life between those times, right? So, you know, there's a decent amount of stuff that we're going to cover. Um, you would hope it's not all, right? Living in a cave, stealing, his, buying his stuff back from Jawas who steal it. Um, so, you know, there's going to be some adventure. Um, so I was looking forward to it. It was when we heard that Hayden Christensen was going to reprise his role, like cool, um, but there's no acting that happens in the Vader costume, so I'm still not sure how this is going to go. Um, we, I think in this, we've seen like one glimpse of, of him do something different that's not a flashback, um, but he's just standing there. Uh, so I don't, 
I don't know how he's going to show up and how he, how Hayden Christensen, the actor, comes through the Vader suit um, at all. So we'll be interested to see how that works out. Um, yeah, I am with you. And not to spoil anything, but we really don't get any more than a sort of back to tank view of him mm-hmm. at this point, right? At this right. long, so um, not sure either. <laughs> yeah, but um, I'm here for all of it. And I'm, I guess since we haven't talked about any of the stuff yet, I've still got this weird sense from, from Book of Boba Fett because some of those episodes were weird. Some of them were not good. Some of the fight scenes were not good. Um, and then there's two whole episodes, you know, like one entire episode, he's not in it and one where he's barely in it. So thinking, well, I hope they don't do that this time. Like there's too many good characters in this. There's Ewan McGregor's back. Like there's a lot of stuff that we can do here. Please don't, please don't do any of that. <laughs> right, yeah. So, all right, so yeah, so I guess, uh... Eric, do you just want to roll through it real fast? No, we can. Uh... Yeah. All right. Well, we'll just do. Uh, we'll do spoiler alerts here. So, uh, if we haven't already spoiled things, we're going to. Um, you just want to go through the episodes. Yeah. Let's just kind of. All right. Brief- so we'll we'll try to blow through this pretty quick, um, or or at least we can stop where you think we need to stop. So just stop me if you if you have a comment. So, uh, what's that? No, you're good. Okay, so uh, part one, and by the way, the, none of these are titled. It's all just part one, two, three, four, five, six. I yep. guess because they're breaking a movie up. I don't know. You'd think they could come up with some name or something, but it does. It does feel a little bit like a continuous story. It's not kind of like an adventure of the week, and it's not a. It's not a like segmented uh, acts or anything like that. So maybe it just is what it is. Um, so part one, uh, the Grand Inquisitor, and the third and the fifth. Um, uh, show up on Tatooine. They're they're trying to hunt down the remnants of of uh, the Jedi that are left after Order sixty six. Um, they're not there for Obi Wan. They don't know Obi Wan's there, but they're there for a different Jedi, Nari. Um, Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. And so uh, a little bit of a battle happens. Uh, not a battle, really. But, um, you know, ultimately the Inquisitors are trying to catch the Jedi and torture and interrogate them to find out, A, if there's more Jedi and B, how, how the hell they got out and who's helping them and that kind of stuff. Right. That's that's the general uh, idea. So Reva, the third, the third sister, um, is is about to kill him, maybe. <laughs> and the Grand Inquisitor stops stops her, and the guy gets away. Um, and then he pretty much tells her, you know, you're responsible. You're you're too. Uh, I don't remember what the words he used are, but you know, you're you're too uh, uncontrolled or whatever. Which made me laugh because isn't that exactly what the Inquisitors and the and the Sith are? Is like totally out of control. You're supposed to be angry, and but the whole dark side is right. Yeah, right. 
but you know, whatever. So, uh, and we find out in that scene that she has also got some sort of personal obsession with finding Obi-Wan, um, who of course, like I said, she has no idea is actually on this planet. Um, so uh, Obi-Wan is on the planet. He's, he's going under the alias Ben, just like we heard in uh, episode four. Um, but apparently still using the last name Kenobi, so I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure who he's hiding from, but he works in some kind of weird ass meat factory. I couldn't even tell at first that was meat. I thought for a minute it was like some kind of salt rock or something. And I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. Why is it so cuby? And like, what what the hell is it? It looked like it looked like a fish plant <laughs> where like this giant thing beached itself. So they just set up like a well, let's just cut it up and can it right here. Um, and he has yeah. to take this barge out and back over like days though it's so weird um yeah they do a montage of like days of yeah him doing it's like day in and day out he's doing the way, they, the way they open this thing up though uh is kind of important though they do a quick little opening montage of the prequel trilogy to kind of you know bring you up to speed on what mm -hmm. this is all about and then they also show um a quick flashback to when Order 66 happens and a bunch of the younglings are running and, or they, they're being protected by one Jedi, but she dies and the kids go, what do we do? And one of the kids is a little bit older, a little girl says we run. And that's probably going to come into play later on. Oh yeah. Like uh, I've heard that rumor that uh, that child might be Reva. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure. We don't get that in the first three episodes, do we? No, not in the first three episodes. We don't get anything about it except for the fact that when she's going after Kenobi, the other Inquisitors or the Grand Inquisitor says, remember, we found you in the gutter. So she was just, you know, living homeless, basically, when they found her. So, you know, the rumor could be true. So, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, no worries. So, um, I think what we get is an idea that Obi-Wan is just doing the same thing day in and day out. He works at the meat factory. He collects a little piece of meat. He goes back to take a look at, uh, you know, Luke every once in a while, check in on him, make sure he's doing okay from a distance. Apparently he doesn't, uh, he doesn't like actually talk to him or anything. Um, and, and then, and then that's it. And then the rest of his time, he's spending like pretty much tormented by nightmares of his past and, and having to, he thinks, you know, having killed Anakin and, and that whole fuck up and, you know, for him, that's it. And then um, we also learn that, uh, so so uh, stealing from some other lore uh, from previous movies and stuff, we learned that uh, Qui-Gon Jinn was the first Jedi to sort of transcend uh, the corporal world and become a force ghost, right? Um, he learned that ability. And then Yoda taught Obi-Wan how to commune with him. But for some reason, I guess, cause he's kind of abandoned the Jedi ways and the force, he can't commune with Qui-Gon, even when he wants to, he doesn't have the ability to do it for some reason. Yeah. Um, so you get the impression here that he's really like completely hands off. He wants nothing to do with the Jedi. The, the Nari guy es that escaped at the beginning, uh, you know, he eventually runs into him and he, and he knows he's a Jedi and he asks him for help. And, and Kenobi's like, yeah, no, not doing shit for you. Not my world. You want my advice? Go bury your lightsaber in the fucking desert. <laughs> right, right, yeah. Because at first he absolutely denies who he is. And then yeah. he's like, if you want advice, go bury that thing and live out the rest of your days. Yep. Uh, yeah. 
But uh, so it just shows you how bad what happened with Anakin broke him completely. Yeah, I mean, he's basically done, done, and it's not even it's not even just that uh, he doesn't want to be involved. I mean, it seems like he's almost disconnected from the Force at this point. Like he's sort of left it all behind. <laughs> you know, we we see something in these episodes that you'll never see, and and he talks trash about elsewhere, which is using which is using blasters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I mean, he doesn't even try to use his lightsaber for a lot of this, even when he has it. Um, so, uh, meanwhile, on the other side of the galaxy, or in the center of the galaxy, I suppose, uh, Leia, is, who's been adopted by the Organa family, um, gets kidnapped by Vec No Cruise gang. Um, that's that's Flea's character. Um, we find out that they were uh, the gang was hired by Riva, and they know that's Anakin's kid, obviously. This part bugs me a little. Oh no, they they don't know it's Anakin's kid. They, oh, they, they just know they just know there's Kenobi some tie between the Organas and Kenobi. Right. Yeah. He she knows that he's friend friendly with Bail Organa from their time with the Senate and the Republic yeah. and whatever. Okay. Okay. So, that was bothering me a little because I kind of assumed that they knew the connection somehow. And I'm like, that makes no sense because Vader doesn't know by episode four. This is stupid. Yeah, no, the connection <laughs> is between Kenobi and uh, Bail Organa. Okay, all right. My bad, my bad. So um, anyway, she's trying to do that to draw him out. Um, again, he, he Kenobi refuses. He's not going to help him. But I think, I don't remember if it happened before or after or what the exact timeline was. But ultimately, he saw, he saw that Nari, the other Jedi, hung up in the town. Yep. So he was like hanging from a rafter or whatever. I think that was his point. Like, fuck, I have to. I have to do something well, <laughs> you know i can't let this little girl die or, or whatever it's gonna and there's this there's a scene where um thirds where reva is they're questioning people on tatooine and owen's standing there and ben's hiding and she's like what's your name and he's like oh and he goes everybody you can save this guy and his family by telling me what i need to know and and he's she's staring him down pretty hard and threatening the family and and Ben doesn't do a thing like and he manages to get out of it and and you know, he's like thank you and he's like I didn't do it for you uh, but stop stop sending gifts to Luke um, yeah because the gift back. he sends him uh, is funny is yeah, Easter egg yeah yeah <laughs> well the, yeah the little uh, it's a T skyhopper yeah skyhopper but in A New Hope when Luke is kicked back at their farm he's playing with it yeah so eventually he gets back it's a cool little easter egg in there yeah um so i think uh, uh organa uh senator organa eventually comes to plead with him in person and yeah. he agrees and that's pretty much the end of part one so he's gonna go try to rescue uh leia from these kidnappers yep so uh going into part two now we change to kind of a lot more of an action story, uh, <laughs> you know, yeah. feel to it. So he tracks the kidnappers to this planet called Dayu. Um, and I, I was reading about this. So, so this is a brand new a brand new planet in canon. It hasn't existed before. It hasn't existed outside of canon, but they modeled this mm-hmm. after um, Hong Kong. So that's why it's kind of got that weird cyberpunk sort of uh, neon light, <laughs> strange feeling to it. So interesting idea to model it after a real city like that. But um, 
he uh he meets a couple people on the street which by the way another easter egg cameo here uh the bum the bum on the street that asks him for money is is tamara morrison yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) uh he's in the old um clone trooper uniform uh but he's definitely yeah he's definitely got a lot of facial hair and everything and he says you know can you help an old vet get a meal and it's yeah tamara morrison yeah no he's obviously not any important character he's just one of the clones but uh it's interesting but it seemed it almost seemed like he knew who obi-wan was though i mean never said it out loud but yeah just the look on his face when he sees him yeah um, so he eventually ends up getting introduced to Camille uh, uh, Nanjani's character, which is um, Haja, I think was his name, not Haha. Haja, Haha. Maybe that is Haha, the JD. Uh, so he gets introduced to this guy. This guy is scamming people, pretending to be a Jedi, but using mm-hmm. like magnets and other dumb shit. Uh, but he is legitimately helping people. He's just also doing it like uh i don't know it's it's almost like it's almost like, like a, one of those weird pop-up church things right <laughs> yeah or like a bad coyote that he's like he's taking all their money from them and then yeah selling- hey guys it is ryan i'm not sure if you know this about me but i'm a bit of a fun fanatic when i can i like to work but i like fun too it's a thing and now the truth is out there i can tell you about my favorite place to have fun chumba casino they have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week you can play for free anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus okay round two name something that's not boring a laundry oh a book club computer solitaire huh ah oh, sorry we were looking for chumba casino that's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases. He's saving them, getting them for money. Like a real Jedi wouldn't ever charge someone. Yeah. Right. I think it's more than that. It's like the act is getting him paid more. I think it's making him like lucrative and, yeah. Yeah. you know, more well known or whatever. So, uh, in any case, he, he meets up with them. He, he calls his bluff, of course. Um, he ends up getting Leia's location. Or, uh, Obi-Wan ends up getting Leia's location from him. Um, and then he goes to rescue her, but the Grand Inquisitor figures out that that's happening, that there's a disturbance, and he locks the city down. Um, against his orders, Reva then puts out a bounty on Kenobi. Um, well, Kenobi and Leia. It's not necessarily a bounty to kill him, but um, it sure serves, she seems to turn out that way because <laughs> it's like every bounty hunter in the in the place is after them now. Um, so Leia realizes that the bounty hunters are all going after him, and she's kind of like, "Well, you're not going to fucking save me, fuck that!" And she runs away, and she's running across the rooftops or whatever. Um, and uh, the bounty hunters are are shooting from across the way. Which, by the way, one of those bounty hunters looked like you in the dinosaur suit at, at yeah it looks like a t-rex halloween yeah, yeah. like a small, yeah, like a small like, t-rex or a velociraptor yeah like a, your arms aren't even long enough to hold a gun get the fuck out of here <laughs> it so silly man it really did look silly as fuck um but anyway so uh at, at one point she's uh falling off 
the, she falls off the roof and uh, Kenobi manages to sort of summon enough of his force connection to stop her from hitting the ground. And at that point, she pretty much regains all her trust and realizes he's a legit Jedi um, and he's got some power. And so she's going stick to it, stick it out with him. Um, so Haja uh, helps them get away from all the bounty hunters. Um, and, and by the way, I know I already said this, but this whole time, Kenobi is fighting with a blaster, which, which yeah. he talks shit about. He says that they're like uncivilized, uh, you know, like in, in episode four or whatever. Uh, you yeah. know, it's like they're uncivilized. Why would anybody want to use those? And he's just freaking going to town with them here. Um, <laughs> so Reva follows them, though. Um, she, she meets up with Kenobi and reveals to him that uh, Anakin is actually still alive and he is Vader. Uh, which was a sh- which was a shock to uh, uh, Kenobi, no. right? No. Um, m- maybe in some way a redemption, or maybe in some way it's worse. Like he didn't actually kill him, but now he's a fucking Sith Lord. So uh, how wrong could you get it? <laughs> uh, so the, the grand the Grand Inquisitor comes along. Um, he wants to arrest Kenobi personally. Uh, Reva ends up stabbing him and allows Kenobi to get away and. Um, we close out in Mustafar seeing Vader in a box of tank or seeing Anakin in a box of tank without the suit on. And I think that's the end of that episode, pretty much. Um, yep. mm-hmm. So then uh, on to part three, um, Reva meets up with Vader. Uh, he tells her that if she's able to find Kenobi, that he'll make her the Grand Inquisitor, which is apparently something she really wants. Um, even though the the Asian dude that looks like Raiden, um, <laughs> it's it's he's the one that's next up, and he really wants the position. But um, so so Kenobi and Leia uh, end up going to another planet, Mapuzo, uh, which is to get to this rendezvous point uh, that Haja gave him. But there's nobody there, and it looks it looks like another desert planet kind of thing. I don't know why they like desert planets so much. It's starting to get out of control though. Uh, yeah. It's like every planet is a desert in, in Star Wars. A <laughs> new planet, uh, 50-50, it's a desert, yeah. Uh, it could be a nice desert like Hoth, could be a hot desert like Tatooine. But, yeah. uh, it's going to be deserted, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, uh, so nobody's there. They end up hitching a ride with a farmer or something on some kind of transport. Uh, but they end up getting discovered by the troopers. The driver kind of rats them out, saying like, hey, these two are suspicious or whatever. Um, uh, they're uh, they're looking like they're in dire straits, but then an imperial officer Tala uh, shows up to help them, and she's apparently some member of an underground network that helps people escape the empire. So um, she was the contact that Haja yeah. was sending them to. Yeah, so yeah. the imperials got there first. So before before they can uh, escape down, what do they call it? The path. They had a name for it, like the underground railroad, but it was called something else. I think yeah. it was called the path. path or the way or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, so before they can uh, escape, um, Vader and the Inquisitors show up. Um, they start to just kill innocent people so that they can get Kenobi to come out. This is where this, for me, rivaled the hallway scene in Rogue One. Like Vader walking through that town and just like force yanking people out of their homes <laughs> and like just manipulating them knowing you know what they said earlier you know jedis are just compelled to help so he he knows if he just is he's sending two messages one you're going to come out and help these people two i'm not the person you 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 remember yeah and he's just 
he snaps one dude's neck or snaps the kid's neck, right? And then the woman next to him, literally, as he's walking down the street, dragging her through the dirt with the force. <laughs> Just dragging her behind him. It's like the a, first time I've seen force drag as a, like, yeah. right? Like, just dragging you behind the truck. I didn't know that was a power. I mean, obviously, it's got to be, but it, I didn't know that was a thing you'd do with it. But he finds very unique ways to use the force to torture these people. So, then, yeah, then Kenobi uh, tells Tala, look, take her and go, and I'll create a distraction. And, woof, I mean, horror movie coming. Yeah. <laughs> go ahead, Eric. Uh yeah, so he ends up being confronted by great uh, Vader and um, pretty much wrecks his ass. I mean, yeah, put him yeah, up, torture yeah. him with pain. Like he just, asks Vader, "What are you?" And Vader says, "I am what you made me." Yeah, they fight, but yeah, Kenobi's got like almost no fight in him. Uh-huh. He's still kind of reeling in shock to see Vader at him, and it's actually Anakin. Uh-huh. And Anakin and Vader's just whooping his ass, like you said. And yeah, they, he decides he's going to do to him what Kenobi yeah. did to, to him. He, he lights up some fuel on fire on the ground and starts force dragging him again yeah. through this fucking fire, burning him. Yeah, so, it was pretty jacked up. Yeah. Uh, it definitely seems like this was a more vindictive Vader than you see in episode four, right? In episode four, he just, he just wants to kill him. He's gonna chop him down with a saber. This is like, no, fuck that. I'm torturing you. I'm burning your ass up. Like, <laughs> you know, I need this. I need this to be to have closure, basically. I need closure. Yeah. <laughs> this is this is the I need closure Vader. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, uh, Leia ended up. Little Leia ended up sending Tala back at some point in the middle of that. Um, she creates a distraction just long enough to rescue Kenobi. Uh, but then in the process, Leia's alone and Reva ends up capturing her. And I think that's the end of part three. So that's the first half um, uh, done. Now, beyond the, uh, beyond the story part of this, there was a lot of cool little references and stuff like they always have. Um, I, I mean, we talked about some of them already, but um, there was like a scene in a, in a, I think you mentioned the T-16 already. Um, there was a scene in one of the alleyways where there's just like a couple people sitting. It's just like a it's just like a cheap cut shot, but there's like a model of the Death Star on the ground next to the person. <laughs> like they're interesting little thing. Um, the Grand Inquisitor here is is not unfamiliar, except he doesn't really look like the one from the cartoons. Right. I, I'm assuming it's supposed to be the same person, but I'm not sure. Because those the other one was like an alien species with like a long head and shit. Um, I'm not, I'm not sure about if it's actually supposed to be the exact same thing. I mean, he has the same markings on his forehead and, and right. his eyes and stuff. So maybe, um, maybe. not really sure. <laughs> um, there's also, uh, because that, uh, one city that Dayu is mo- mo- modeled after Hong Kong and there's fucking signs everywhere. I was noticing like maybe a couple minutes after they got there that like there was actually Aribesh script like down all the signs. And I was like, oh man, I got to fucking freeze frame it now and see what the hell all this stuff says. Because I, I was sure I was going to find like some kind of, of secret message. Yeah. 
I couldn't find shit. Now there's a lot of signs and I didn't have time to go through all of them. I mean, there's one scene where there's like 15 fucking signs like all down the thing. I'm like, I'm not gonna, but, but the ones I did translate, they don't say shit. I mean, it says like, it says like arcade and uh, store and just like random bullshit like that. It doesn't actually say anything. So I don't know if there was anything in there that's hiding. Um, there was one, uh, uh, there was one that said Gungan snacks. <laughs> but that's the only one i remember that was not like just a word like market or bank or whatever um the begging clone trooper we talked about and then do you remember when obi-wan gets pro- approached by this pink-haired drug dealer girl yes yeah yeah, yeah. how he ends up getting the haja she's a hands yeah. in the uh spice or whatever it is yeah. so not only did that feel like that a lot like that stupid ass gang from uh, the, the uh, Boba Fett series, <laughs> just the look. The person who plays that is Ewan McGregor's actual daughter, Esther Rose McGregor. Oh, is that right? Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> Which is pretty cool. <laughs> nice. Nice. Um, uh, what else was there? Um, I think we got to see uh, Assassin Droid. It wasn't the. It wasn't the assassin droid uh, forlom or whatever, but it looked like it, you know. Yeah, it looked just like them, yeah. Uh, I don't know. There was a handful of other ones I'm trying to remember now, but uh, there was a lot of little Easter eggs like that thrown in here, which I wasn't sure if they were going to do. I mean, this series does feel different than the other Disney uh, or Lucasfilm, whatever, Star Wars series that they've done. So I wasn't sure, but but there's definitely stuff scattered in there. And I didn't have time to go back and watch each episode two or three times to try to find them all. So maybe I'll get around to that eventually, but. Uh, right. <laughs> not not well, now. I can say, speaking of Easter eggs, that could actually also be a spoiler. Uh, so this poster behind me, right? They did, uh, like I think it was right after episode one or right before episode three, one or the other. Um, they dropped a bunch of these character posters on their Twitter page. And it was for all the main characters, right? It was like uh, Obi-Wan, uh, Vader, um, Haja, right? a bunch of them, right? Uh, Reva, the Grand Inquisitor. There's a bunch of them. And now on like Obi-Wan and Haja's picture, if you see, the one side is blurred out by the twin sons of Tatooine, and you see Vader's silhouette in there, right? Well, on Vader's and the Grand Inquisitor's, you see uh, the same thing, but you see Obi-Wan's silhouette in there. Now, we talked about whether or not Reva might be that youngling from the beginning of the thing. By episode two, Heather asked me, is that the girl, you know, is she the same girl that said we run? I said, I don't know, maybe, because, you know, they said they found her in the gutter, right? When they dropped these posters, Reva's poster, it, it doesn't say third sister, it says Reva, right? But then um, her poster looks like Obi-Wan's, where it's Darth Vader's silhouette in the Tatooine Sons and not Obi-Wan's. So could it be, you know, a twist? Uh, uh, you know you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Might have dropped something in there that they shouldn't have, but we'll find out in episodes four, five, and six, I guess. You know what? I... Um... Sorry, I'm going to backtrack just a bit, but I know why Tamara Morrison's clone character knows Obi-Wan. Because he was 501st Legion, which he would know Obi-Wan, Ahsoka Tano, and Anakin. 
yep. go to the mall, assuming he was there around the same time, which was only yep. 10 years ago. So I'm sure he would have been. Uh, so he would, he would actually know who he is. Yeah. Sorry, that, that just dawned on me. I forgot he had the 504, the 501st Legion marking on his, on his armor. Right, right. Yeah. See, look at that. that that's nice. I didn't catch that Easter egg. Uh, but yeah, that makes <laughs> sense. I was just going by the fact that he was a clone trooper. But yeah, that would make a lot of sense. So, all right. Uh, you guys got anything else on these three episodes? No, I mean, I, I'm a little. So, this is taking place 10 years after uh, uh, Revenge of the Sith, right? Right. So, the kids are 10. And then that means it's roughly nine years before. A new hope. It seems like this whole miniseries is going to play out probably in a very short time frame of like less than a year. So I guess I don't want to make this assumption yet, but it seems like they're just doing this little piece and then we're still going to be left to assume that he did nothing for 10 years. He's going to do nothing for eight or nine more. <laughs> well, it's funny because Heather brought up, uh, and then Paul, I'll let you go. Sorry. I thought you were going to go with this. Heather brought up in episode one or part one when he's walking around doing whatever with the meat plant and everything. She goes, okay, this is 10 years after episode three. I said, yes. She goes, so how old are they when in episode four when he gets Luke and they go above the Death Star? I'm like, I don't know, 19, maybe 20. She goes, so from this point, maybe at most 10 years and he ages that much. <laughs> and I was like, Heather, he's living in a desert. What do you want me to fucking yeah. tell you? I, I don't know. It wears on you. <laughs> Not only that, he got his skin all fucking burnt up and had to get to treatment. So maybe- oh, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> he starts drinking. He starts drinking in the years. a lot. The years take a toll. <laughs> but I mean, she's not wrong. Like he ages into Alec Guinness in a matter of like 10 years tops. And Owen looks, Owen and Baru both look much worse for wear later on. So uh, I guess the desert's not a kind place. Yeah. Uh, Go ahead, Paul. Sorry. And uh, so I, I really like, I don't think there's a, there's really no slow parts. Uh, you know, maybe some of the establishing stuff at the very beginning of episode one, part one, um, just to show sort of how boring his life is. But from there to this part in episode three, like it gets really good. Um, and it doesn't stop. Uh, I think the, the, Ewan McGregor's great. The little girl that plays Lee is great. Um, I like Reva. I think the own, my only issue with Reva is, I think Eric brought it up earlier. Like she's a, she's a villain. She's a Sith. She's a bad guy. She's part of, you know, high ranking in the empire. Like she's supposed to be all of those, right? Mm -hmm. Mean and, and all those things. Um, but she's just flat so far, like as a character, like we don't know anything about her. So we don't know how she got here. We don't know how she was raised, but like she, she's battling everybody, right? The grand inquisitor, the fifth brother, the other one. Um, she's, she's just like this two dimensional, like at every turn, like you don't get me, you don't get me, you don't get me. Um, I don't know. There's no new, there's no, I don't know. There, there's not a lot of depth there, but the actress is great. Um, I like where the character's headed, but I'd, I'd love to see some some backstory maybe to figure out like why she's like this. 
Yeah, I mean, my best guess if the theory is right is that, you know, she feels like the Jedi abandoned her or something. Yeah. Uh, didn't defend her in the temple. I mean, if that's correct, right? But I can't, I can't, I don't know. I can't come up with much else at this point. Like you said, they haven't, they haven't really put any time into her other than to make sure you know that she's, um, uh, doesn't fucking listen to anybody and she's really aggressive and yep. she wants to get her way. I mean, yep. <laughs> yep. I love that. Uh, I love that Flea from the Red Hot Chili Peppers is in this. And that at the end of the episode, his credit just says flee. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> flee. Yep, flee. Uh, yeah, because initially I had forgotten he was going to be in this. And then when I saw him, I was like, oh, okay, yeah. Uh, but yeah, like you said, I like the little girl playing Leah, uh, Leia, uh, which again is one of those things where I normally don't like um, child actors a lot. Uh, but there's been a handful of things recently where you got a good crop of child actors that are coming out and you know she's one of the better child actors i've seen in a while so she's good uh you can definitely see her version of the character growing into the headstrong leia that we know later on oh yeah i mean they definitely put a lot of like sass and uh uh know-it-all kind of into her yeah Yeah. (laughs) maybe it's not know-it-all but like you know I'm right. I'm right. That, that, that headstrong, yeah. Yeah. All right, sweet. We got anything else? Are we good? I think uh, we're good. I think we're good. I just, I'm excited to see the rest of it play out, and we're almost there already since we're so late. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. We will be back next week with uh, four, five, and six. So, uh, yeah, let us know what you think of the series so far. Uh, no spoilers for four, five, and six. Save that for next week. And then, um, Hit us up at well, like and subscribe, ring a bell, and do all that shit. Um, hit us up at whatifgeeks.com, what if, what if geeks at gmail.com, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And we will uh, see you next week when we review the rest of this thing. All right. Good night, Tony. Good night, Flea. Good night, Nari, forever. I don't know. <laughs> How do people die in this episode? I don't know. <laughs>